Well, we're back again, ready to go on our study of God's Word, and I'm glad that you're with me. We're in that wonderful little book of 1 John where I said yesterday, where John, straightforward, in direct fashion, gets right into it with us, shows us the truth, doesn't mince any words. He doesn't spend a lot of time just going around the bush. He gets right at it. So here we're ready to get at it again today. We're going to pick up in verse 12. Let me read a few verses from verse 12 where he says, I'm sorry, verse 16. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Oh, it's so so special what he's saying here about if you want to you wanna know what love is, you want to really get a picture of love, you want to really see love at its best, love at its greatest, love at its height, well, you see it in Jesus, how he laid down his life for us, how he went to the cross, the perfect son of God, without one sin, and he took all of our filthy sins upon himself and died for us, and bore our sins on the cross and paid our penalty on the cross. You see, that's, that's love. That's amazing love. That's love that's unconditional. That's love that's unsurpassing. That's love that's total. That's love that's without limits. And that's the kind of love that Jesus had for us when he died for us. And he said, that's the kind of love I want you to have for each other. We ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, Probably we'll never have to do that. But if it came to it, we should be willing to die for someone else who knows Christ and to help them. And he says, but the main thing we need to do is not die for someone. We need to live for people around us and help them and minister to people who are not as blessed as we are. And he said, if we have material things and we see a brother or a sister a Christian, a fellow believer in need, and we don't have any pity on them, well, how does God's love dwell in us? You see, it's all just a charade. It's all just a performance. It's all just a hypocrisy if we don't do something about the need of that person. Now, obviously, you have to be careful because there are many people who who are professional beggars today in a bad sense, and they simply are out to try to dupe people into helping them when they won't work. But there are tremendous lot of people today also who have real needs, and a lot of them are believers. And when we see those needs, we need to, we need to do what we can to alleviate those needs and to make a difference. But at the same time, try to help people get on their feet so they can take care of themselves. And he says, I like the way he puts it, he says, we're not to love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. I think that's one of the reasons why our church has been so successful in the African country of Burundi, because we have not given to the people there and just left it. We have shared with them. We have joined them in their pilgrimage. We have helped them to work. We have helped them to build. We have helped them to grow crops, but we have not just doled out assistance. Therefore, they have taken great responsibility for themselves and they have done an amazing job of building a whole new life. 
when they just had half, and they've never had half a chance before. And now as they've had this chance, they've totally taken advantage of it, and God has blessed them. Hundreds of them have come to know Christ as their Lord and Savior because they what they've said was we've seen in you believers from Houston Christ. We've seen Jesus loving through you. And you see, that's what we're talking about here. And that's, that's what God wants, love not in words, but love in deed and actions and in truth. And that's the practice of love. And practicing love is not easy because, you see, love has to be unassuming. It has to be unconditional. And it has to be totally out of our hearts from God. But notice also as he goes on, he talks not only about love and the difference love makes, but he talks about the difference truth makes. In verse 19, this is what John says. This is how we know what love is. Oh, I've said, I've written it. Go down a little bit further. Verse 19, this is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. Now, this is really important. Most people pass over this and don't quite get it. I didn't for years. But I had some special needs in my life, and I asked God to show me how to deal with some needs in my life. One of my problems was uh, guilt. And one of my problems was the accusations of the devil. Even though I would confess a sin, I didn't always feel forgiven because I didn't know how to accept God's forgiveness. And I didn't, and because my heart felt condemned, I I was accused by the devil. The Bible says that the devil is an accuser of the of the brothers. He he's the one he slanders us before God and to ourselves. And he tells us we're worthless, we're no good, we'll never amount to anything. He tells us that we're, we're such sinners, God can never use us. And even when we've asked for forgiveness, he tells us that we're sorry, worthless, because we, we've sinned. So one of the things that God taught me through this verse was that truth is the height of what we have to believe, not what we feel even if our heart condemns us, if, is our heart correct? For example, if I sin and I bring my sin to, to the Lord and I ask him to forgive me and I totally mean it and it's from my heart, then I should thank him that he's forgiven me and everything's okay. But you see, I would do that and sometimes I didn't feel like everything was okay. I needed to do something more. I needed to work out something to make it better, but I couldn't do that. You see, that's not what forgiveness is. You don't have to work for forgiveness. You, in faith, ask for forgiveness, and he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So what I came to believe is what this verse says, and it says if our heart condemns us, we know that God is greater than our hearts. See, God and his truth is greater. If I've done what God told me to do, whatever I feel, however I feel, how long I feel it, doesn't judge what's true. What judges what's true is what God says. And God says, if I confess my sins, he will forgive me. So if I confess them, he forgives me. 
and he gets it right. And it's right with me and everything's okay because God is greater than my heart. Now we're going to pick up on that tomorrow and talk about it some more because it's so important. And I hope if you have this same problem, you will believe truth and not how you feel. God bless you. Have a great day.